Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Shall we give Jesus a, a round of praise? Come on, let's shout to his name. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Turn to five other people and say, you are in an exciting time. You are living in an exciting time, miracles territory. So get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> I love that, I love that. That's not original with me. I learned it from another man of God. Get ready, get ready. When you're ready, please be seated. Thank you, musicians. That was beautiful. Wow. Thank you for having me here um, t- tonight, over this weekend. Um, I, believe, I believe that it is a very prophetic moment, even for me, myself, to be here. Uh, I shared with Pastor Gerard that I have turned down other international invites um, from the beginning of the year when Singapore allowed us to start to travel, because I said the first place I got to be at is in Perth. You know, and I, and I love Perth. I love Perth. You know, my wife and I love Perth. We call it the perfect place. <laughs> I, I, I love Perth so much that my son is coming to UWA to study in a month's time. So, see, see, so guys, I'm not just someone who talk. I know, I, yeah, family, man. I, I put my son here. I hope he will end up here. So that will depends on Nathan, how, how, how he will take care of my son to make him uh, stay here. You know, but you know, it's really just such an honor and privilege for me to be back here. And I just felt the Lord wants me to, this has to be the first place that I have to begin my international ministry post-COVID. You know, a lot of things has happened since COVID and all that, but there was something that was happening um, that, that, or rather that happened the last time I came here, which was 2019. You know, in August, I was here with my friend, Andrew Hoyce. He was here preaching. So I came over, I just flew over. I said, Singapore to Perth, it's just four and a half hours. Let's just, just fly over, hang out, you know, nicer weather. In Perth, better food, I think, fresher produce. You know, Singapore is hot, and so I was trying to run away from that. And I was just attending the services, and I was sitting right there. And at the end of the service, uh, Pastor Gerard came up and started to give me a prophecy. You know, and started prophesying over me. And uh, and I was like, oh wow, this guy is reading my mail. <laughs> Either that is a some palm reader or something like that. You know. <laughs> In, in Singapore, we call him fortune teller. He's able to, uh, but the prophetic gift was flowing, you know, and he was prophesying over my life. He was just saying things about me and all that. So I, and it, it ministered deeply to me. But there was one part of the prophecy I couldn't make quite a bit of a sense, you know, because he said, God is healing someone in your family, you know, and I, and I didn't know um, who was sick in my family, all right? And then when I went back to Singapore, in October, I went back to, uh, from here in August and when I went back to Singapore in October, I went for a medical checkup, you know, I, because I have a brain tumor. Whoa, I'm still alive. I'm still alive, you see? When there's a call of God in your life, the enemy will try to snuff you up, but God always has the victory. Amen? And, um... So I went back by a series. I didn't intend to actually go for a checkup, but for, for some reason, I went for a checkup. 
And I have, I've been having this brain tumor since 2006. Um, the, the doctor says that, you know, I, I could open up my brain and remove it. But I was afraid that my brain would be removed, not much left, so, you know. So, <laughs> because the consequence of having the, the, the surgery is, is worse. So I didn't want to do anything, and I've been trusting God, for God to, to restore, to, for God to heal. And all these years, nothing happened. And 2006, and until 2019, October, when I went, when I went back to the doctor, right, and the doctor looked at me, and he said, what have you been taking? Any alternative medicine? I said, no. So what, what happened? He said, oh, because your tumor strung by 60%. You know, I was, I was floored by that because the doctor all the way has been telling me that oh, it's, it's not going to string, stop it. You know, because I keep asking the doctor. He's a Christian doctor. You know, so I said, do you, do you think it was string by itself? You know, they said, nah. But when he saw that it's strong, he said, see, God can do miracles. You know, and, and, and when, when, when I got a report, the only thing I can remember was that prophetic word that was given that, that I received here, you know, that brought that shrinking of the tumor in my brain. Thank God. Thank God that it was a tumor that strung, not the brain. Praise <laughs> the Lord. I, I, I hope so. Maybe you should ask my wife. Maybe she may beg to defer. You know, so... I just I want to just testify that to you to let you know that God is in this house. You know, that there's an anointing on the man that you are serving under, you know, and he's such a great pastor. You know, I told the staff this morning, I said I've traveled to so many countries in the world. I've visited hundreds of churches, big churches, small ones, you know, all kinds of churches and all that. But, you know, Pastor Gerard is one of the most unassuming leaders that I know. And, 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 and the compassion that he has, you know, that he has for people, the love is so unconditional, you know. So I, I, I pray that you will continue to uphold him and honor him, you know, and cheer him on as God is leading him to lead you into the miracle territories that you have in this season. Amen. Come on. Let's honor this man here. He's also a man of faith because he hardly knew me, but he invited me, so. <laughs> that was the only time we met. And then he said, you got to come back. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, this guy is a man of faith. <laughs> you know, and a lot of things has changed, you know, since COVID-19 and all that. And I believe that the, what, you know, the, the, this, this pandemic that has happened, you know, um, is kind of like tapering off and all that. But I, I believe that there was a shaking that went throughout the world. Because it is the only thing that has happened and only single event that has happened in recent history that you've seen every nation being shaken. Every nation being shaken. You know, and, and not just in the nations, but among the churches as well. You know, churches has been shaken. Big churches, small churches, ministries has been shaken. I got friends in ministry in Europe. Their ministry has been shaken in Southeast Asia, in Singapore, everywhere, everywhere. And, and then when I went to the Lord and asked the Lord what happened, the Lord brought me to Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. And this is what I'm going to share with you tonight. It says, For thus saith the Jehovah Lord of hosts, yet once more it is a little, I'm... I'm reading from the Young Literal Translation. And I'm shaking the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I've shaken all the nations. And they have come to the desire of 
all the nations. You know, and this is what I want, I want to bring your attention to. The shaking is for a reason. The shaking is to bring them all to the desire of all the nation. Who is the desire of all the nation? Jesus is the desire of all the nations. All the shaking that is happening is so that people begin to realize that they need God. You know, their foundation is shaken because they realize they are built on sandy ground. You know, so they, they begin to turn to the Lord. Amen. You know, so let, let, let us not be discouraged when you see this shaking that is happening all over the world or the shaking that is happening in your life. You know, in Hebrews it says that whatever that can be shaken will be shaken out. But whatever that having been shaken remain, they will remain. So you have lost some people in your life, all right? God shake them out, let it be. Ooh. If you face some rejection, it's because God is bringing a redirection in your life. You know, God is shaking out the things that is not of Him so that the things that remain is of Him. Amen. But for coming back to the picture of the church, that God is shaking nations, God is shaking the church, you know, and so that people will come to the desire of all nations and, and then the Lord says, and I have filled this house with honour. God is going to fill the church with honour. In some other version, he said, with glory. And he said, mine is the silver, mine the gold and affirmation of Jehovah the host. Greater is the honor of this latter house. Which means, post this shaking, there's going to come a greater glory. So don't think that all that is happening and be discouraged by it. Maybe it may not look like what you think it should be. You know, like what happened here when this prophecy was given, you know, it was referring to the second temple. And the second temple was not as glorious in the natural as the first temple. The first temple was the Solomon's temple. But the second temple wasn't that glorious. It was simpler. You know, but in the simplicity, there was greater glory. In the simplicity of what you are experiencing, the change that has brought about in your life, you know, there's greater glory on it. Because it, the Lord says, Greater is the honor of this latter house than of the former. And in this place do I give peace. So this shaking is for the Lord to bring a greater glory in your life. So if you feel that in your life you have been shaken, you know, get ready. A greater glory is coming your way. Greater glory is coming your way. Amen. You know, and how do we then remain and continue do not be shaken. How do, we, how do we build our life in such a way that things will not be shaken? You see, one of the things that, why there's shaking that is happening in our life, you know, is to shake our human efforts out of our life. God does not want our human efforts. You know, but God wants us to be rooted in His grace. You know, I had a, I had a privilege of leading the tsunami effort in 2004, I believe, 2004, the Asia tsunami effort. And I was in a place in Aceh. You know, Aceh was the most badly affected. And 290,000 people died overnight. 
you know, I was there, boots on the ground. Uh, a few days later, with Marilyn Hickey's, you know, I was there looking at the place and all that, and, and it was a terrible sight. You know, the, you see villages flatten. You know, villages flatten, sheep being, you know, yeah, they have a picture here. You know, it, it, it literally looked like that. You know, but the only thing that stood remaining was those coconut trees you see there. But everything else man-made was flattened. But what was God created remains. That's when the Lord began to speak to me. He said, you see, it's the same in our life. You know, there will come waves. There will come waves of shaking. But whatever you build, whatever you are rooted in, well, you know, that is rooted that is in Christ, it will remain. You will withstand the storm. You will withstand the wind. Amen. In fact, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and it will overflow with thankfulness. So let your roots grow deep, grow deep down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Right? And if you say, but how, how, how do I build my life on the Lord? You know, if you do not know how to build your life on the Lord, start by building your life on the Word. Do whatever the Word of God says. You know, and that is a firm foundation. Amen. You know, when you build your life on the Word, you know what? You will not be shaken. Because His Word will not return void. The Word will always accomplish its purpose by which God sent it to do. Amen. So build your life. Build your life on the Word. Build your life around the church. You know, when I was, I, I, I traveled around Europe, and one of the favorite things I, I like, besides preaching and ministering in all the churches in Europe, I, I love to go to the old city. You know, I love to look at the historical building and all that, and um, never thought I would appreciate that. You know, my wife is more like the person that will appreciate history and architecture. But I think maybe after married for quite a while, I begin to take on her taste and her appreciation as well. You know, uh, by the way, you know, when we... Um, Recently, we had, a, we had lunch with a, with a pastor. And then the pastor asked her, so what did you see in Benjamin when you, married, when, you married, when you married him? And she replied, she said, oh, nothing but Jesus. That was very good for my resume. Nothing but Jesus. <laughs> nothing but Jesus. <laughs> you know, um, Back to my story in Europe, okay. Let's not get distracted. But everywhere I go, you know, when I visit the old city, the tallest building in the city is always the church. And in some places, they call it the Duomo. It's always the tallest building, and it is always at the city center. Because back in those days of the Reformation, everything was built around the church. The world was peripheral to the church, and the church is not peripheral to the world. You know, and so likewise, when, when you build your lives upon Him, one, one, one practical way you can build your life is to build your life around the community, the church that God has called you to, like this beautiful church here, amen. Like you know that, that as Pastor Gerard is leading you guys into, mir you know, into um, miracle territories, and let me tell you something about miracle territories. 
The one thing about miracles is that you have never been this way before. When the children of Israel enter into the promised land, they say, we have not come this way before. You know, but they saw giants. So you're going to see some giants. But you see, but there are giants because there's gigantic blessing waiting for you. Come on. Do, do you know it's written in the Bible that the Lord allowed the giants to continue, they allowed the wild, you know, to continue to inhabit the land? I mean, why, why God? Why God? Do you not just, by the snap of the finger, just kill all the giants all right, and, and let the children of Israel go in there? But the Lord says that He kept them there so that they will keep the house and the vineyard for you. So, so that's why the Lord allowed them to be there. Right? So that they grow gigantic vineyards, gigantic plantations, gigantic wine cellars. <laughs> You know, gigantic farm, gigantic house. So when it's time for you to come and take over, you just take over. Yeah. Amen. So when you're entering to miracle territories, don't be afraid of giants. Yeah. Amen. See the invisible and you will do the impossible. Yeah. You know, you, you don't stumble when you see giants. You look at them, you know, with, with, with a fling of a stone or faith like David did, the giant will tumble. Amen. You know, so coming back to Colossians 2 verse 7, he said, let your roots grow down in, deep into him, let your lives be built on him. Then let your faith grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I love it. And to be rooted in Christ is to be rooted in grace. To be rooted in Christ is to be rooted in grace. So like I said earlier, the shaking is to shake us out of our human efforts. It's to shake us out of our human efforts. And, and sometimes that is painful. And sometimes we don't even realize that we are using our own arm of flesh to do something. You see, it is not just about doing the right thing, but it's also doing the right way to do the right thing. You know, many times we think that, oh, the end justifies the means. No. You know, God has a way for you. And sometimes it may not be according to what you want it to be. God can like to, God like to take you to, through detours, you know. Right? The roundabout way. Right? But why, why, why does God like to bring, bring you a, the, the roundabout way? You know, maybe the, the way may be long, but it does not mean it is wrong. So don't have this, you know, mindset that, oh, we've got to see everything immediately, instantaneously. You know, but when it's the grace of God, it takes time. Because grace is undeserved, unearned, unmerited. Undeserved means it is apart from my behavior and my beliefs. Unearned means it is independent of my time and my efforts. Unmerited means it is regardless of my performance and my achievement. Wow. Nothing much we can do, isn't it? Then what do we do? What do we do, Benjamin? You know, John, 3, John chapter 3, verse 27, says, a man cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. All we can do is to believe. Is to believe. You know, as your church is entering this new season, only believe. I say only believe. Turn to your neighbor and say only believe. 
You know, don't think about what to do yet, but start by believing. And the right believing will lead you to the right living. You see, because if you, if you, do, not, if you do not have the right believing, right, all right you're, and you're not receiving from above, you're not looking to the Lord, you're not depending on the Lord, you will start to want to use your own methods, your own plans, you know, to try to do God's work. And then when things don't go your way, you are disappointed, you know, or you're disillusioned. You know why people are disillusioned? Because in the first place, they had illusion. You know, people have grandiose ideas, you know, but you know what, with God, with the Lord, I learned, you know, by His grace, it takes time. And, 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 I, learned, and I learned that the Lord takes time, you know, and sometimes God brings us to a place. I, I don't particularly enjoy that process, I, I have to admit, but God brings us to the end of ourselves. You know, like, like this trip, you know, I, I was... I touched down on Monday, right? And I was sick for the last five days. Never have I been so sick in my life. My wife is here will tell you that in the last 20 years. I don't know what happened to me. I was fine on the plane. When I touched down, I was so excited. Say, hey, let's go to the beach, Scarborough. Come on, man, let's go have dinner. But at dinner, I don't know why I started to feel like, oh, something is wrong, you know? And, um, but I, I, I knew that, you know, that it was an attack of the enemy. You know, sometimes when you do not know what God is doing, watch out for what the enemy is doing to you. Then turn the opposite. Then you will realize what God is doing. You know, like when, when the enemy is trying to attack my health, you know, because I believe that God is releasing over this weekend a wave of healing to everyone that's coming to these services. Amen. Amen. I, I, I know that I don't look sick. I don't. You know, so there was an attack. Amen. They told me that my time is up. Wow, that's fast. Okay. Let me just finish. In, let's, uh, let me just close with 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 31. It says, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise. Some of you might be offended by that. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. I qualify. I qualify, right? God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before Him. No one can boast before him. So why did God choose all these people? Why did God choose the people who are not very wise? So that you cannot boast, it is my wisdom that built this church. Oh, it is my nobility that adds that glory to this church. No. You know, God will have nothing. But that was before you are called. But after you are called, you will become wise. So God will not let you continue to be a fool. Amen. Amen? So that no one may boast before Him. You see, because God, why, why does God not want us to do, use our effort? Why does God want to do all the work? 
Because when God do all the work, He gets all the glory. So don't steal God's glory. Don't steal God's glory. Let Him do all the work. You know, all you need to do is, Lord, I surrender everything to you. Amen. It is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Amen. And I'll just leave you with this key in closing in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. Do we have it up there? Yes. You know, and if you're wondering that, wow. So we know from First Corinthians, God, God does not call the qualified, but God always qualifies the call. Right. Then how, how do I become that person? How do I become that person tonight? You know, you know that the Lord is doing something, you know, and it's always good to be involved in what God is doing. Because when you are involved with what God is doing, there's always a flow. There's always a flow of anointing. There's always a flow of wisdom. There's always a flow of blessing. You know, many times the wisdom that I have in the marketplace came from the ministry. It was my involvement in the ministry. You know, my people skills, when I'm out there dealing with people, reading people, it came from the ministry. It's because I've been serving, I've been watching, I've been observing my leaders. And as a result, I knew how to deal with people. And when I went up to the marketplace, I, I used the same gifts and I used the same skills. And, and then it began to give me the same impact that I have. So it's always good to get involved with what God is doing. But in Ecclesiastes, I'll close with this. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. Time and chance happen to them all. So there's something that's under the sun and sometimes we see it. You know, it, it doesn't always mean that you are the, you are the, you're the smartest guy. You, you, you get everything. But time, Solomon wrote that time and chance happen to them all. Time, in, the word time is eth in Hebrew, which means time. You know, chance, time and chance, unfortunately is in the Hebrew or in the English, they interpret it as chance. You know, but it's actually a happening, Right? And the chance there is a prayer happening. The root word of the Hebrew there, it's a prayer opportunity. Time and prayer opportunity happens to all of us. I'm doing what I'm doing today because I believe that my great-grandmother was praying for me. You know, my great-grandmother from my paternal side, she was a believer. You know, and she, I, 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 I remember when I was young, I always saw her praying, praying for the family and all that. And I believe that she prayed me into the kingdom. Because on my mom's side, I was the first, I was the first Christian in my mom's family. And my, and my granddad was, um, he was the head of the triad. Yeah. And my family on my mom's side was the biggest. Yeah, and when he, when he passed on in the funeral, he, it looks like those Hong Kong show you watch, all the triads, uh, that's what happened. 
You know, but today, many of them are born again. Many of them are born again. Many of them are born again. Praise the Lord for that. Because someone prayed. You know, so it is not always, the race is not always to the swiftest. But because someone prayed for me, because someone prayed for you. And tonight, I want to invite you to stand right now. And I just feel like in this prophetic moment for this Friday night services, there are people here that the Lord has put in your heart a desire to be part of what God is going to do. You know, whether it's in labor, in your gifts, in your skill, in your profession, in finances, that God has put a desire in there. And we, we want to pray for you to be found at a place to be used by the Lord. The Bible says we are saved by grace, but we are called by His purpose. We are saved by grace, but we are called by His purpose. You know, and when you align yourself, and that is your desire, I want to pray for you tonight with the help of the pastors here, of course. And if that is you, you say, I, I want to be prayed for. I want to be prayed for to be put at the right place at the right time. Serving God's kingdom. Serving God's purpose. And if that is you, I'll just invite you to come to the front here. You know, so that we can just take a moment to just pray for you. Because there's going to come an impartation, I believe, tonight. As, as you step forward. You know, as hands are laid on you, prayed over you. You know, powerful things is going to happen. I've seen that many times. And I know that God will do it again. Amen. So if, if that is you, you know, I just want to just invite you to come step up forward. You know, come to the front here. Come musicians. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.